This is your captain speaking. Welcome aboard DJ's Aviation Podcast. This is your home for everything aviation. From the latest news on aircraft, airlines, and airports, to documenting travel journeys unlike any other across the globe. Be sure to check out our second YouTube channel, Globetrotting at DJ's Aviation, where you'll find analytically driven coverage of the industry, which aims to answer your most burning questions. But for now, we're next in line for takeoff. So I'll pass you over to our host for today's proceedings, Dan. So I suppose um, uh, for a long time, you know, Melbourne sort of played second to to Sydney and then, you know, uh, second to to, to Brisbane as well, or first to Brisbane. But um, uh, part of what I was going to talk about is the fact, and this is not our information, it's publicly available information, that Melbourne around 2030 is going to be the biggest city in Australia. Uh, and by all accounts, sometime in the mid-2030s, we'll probably become the busiest airport uh, in Australia as well because obviously curfew-free. Yeah. Um, so that sort of um, highlights the need for the third runway at Melbourne Airport to be able to enable that, mm-hmm. that, that growth. So um, that's really sort of the focus on we're growing. And, and sorry, the population is going to grow because we expect overseas migrants to come in and we know overseas migrants visit friends and relatives. And that's huge here as well. It's, yeah. it's, we're one of the most multicultural communities. So so really highlighting that. And so those people will travel, or those new Australians will travel to visit family and friends. Their family and friends will visit. But then they'll also become domestic tourists in their own right. They'll end up travelling domestically. So, so we need to make sure that we're in a, a position to, to cater for um, for that growth. Um, the third runway is no surprise to anyone because it's been in the master plan for the last 40 well, years. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately the airport's set up to have four runways. Uh, the new one's going to be a north-south parallel uh, runway um, similar to, the, to uh, the main runway at the moment. Um, in terms of... Uh, so not only is the population going to grow, which is going to drive passenger volumes in and out, but um, Melbourne Airport also has... So our company vision is to create connections that matter. Mm-hmm. So that's, cre- you know, connecting um, multicultural Australia, connecting um, business, um, uh, tourism and trade. But the other um, important thing, I think, is um, we've got the most domestic capacity, sea capacity, to, to Tasmania, to Canberra, to Adelaide and to Perth over Sydney and, and uh, Melbourne. So um, um, so that's something that we capitalise on from a connectivity viewpoint. Um, in terms of a unique uh, selling proposition, 60-minute minimum connection time, open 24-7 and a single uh, terminal precinct um, is really important to us. As is cargo, um, heaps of uh, food, perishables, ex- meat exports, um, and as we saw during the pandemic, when um, flight flights were disrupted, it was actually freight that was the first thing that we needed to, to, to sort out. So, do you, do you have any questions, or do you want to just keep going? And um, uh, I have questions. I don't know if you want to do it, or yeah, like if yeah. you want to finish, or if you want some of mine. I've only got or... a few more. So let, let's let's finish, and then we'll go back to yours. So yeah, in sounds term, good. In terms of recovery, we're about eighty five percent domestic. Mm-hmm. We did get as high as ninety, but then obviously with a lot of the flight disruptions and the like, um, the airlines have pulled back domestic capacity. And just a quick one regarding that, um, I've seen a couple of people ask this, and I thought it'd be perfect to put forward to you. Did the World Cup affect? 
seats at any uh, point during soccer? Obviously, it was, uh, the World Cup was here and we had the final. And I guess in terms of domestic, did you notice any difference? Or was uh, not not, not really? really. I think I think we've seen uh, what we are seeing overall is less capacity, which mm-hmm. means because the demand is there, it's generally yeah. higher airfares. Uh, but all in all, I think it's it's about the same. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured that. I figured you'd already sort of seen that growth beforehand. So while maybe it very incremental, some people, it's I'm, like, yeah. and I'm sure there were Pakistani supporters that came from Sydney. But mm-hmm. that that sort of happens week in week out in Melbourne, yeah. whether it's the footy or or the tennis or anything like that or the Grand Prix. Um, so that's domestic international sitting at about 65, and we'll think we'll probably get to about 70 by the end of this calendar um, year which is great, um, all in all. Um, For the first time, uh, so historically, 49% of international travel through the airport was for holidays. Now the number one reason for travel is visiting friends and relatives. So um, what we've also seen off the back of that is Air India's increased the daily um, on Delhi um, and Qantas for the first time is operating non-stop Melbourne to Delhi flights with an A330. So that's been a real positive and again reflects the importance um, of multicultural, uh, the multicultural society. And uh, we've also had a few new airline starts. So Bamboo started from Ho Chi Minh. AirAsia Rex from Kuala Lumpur back to Melbourne, switching from Avalon. Thai AirAsia Rex starts next month. Um, we've got Qatar that's gone double daily to Melbourne. Qantas to Delhi, and in on the 3rd of December we have the Dallas launch. And United now has 40% more seats into Melbourne than than pre. United's been huge. Yeah. I mean, I'm using them next next week actually to San Fran. And yeah, you can oh, definitely see on, the presence. There. I went to the last slot conference at Seattle with with mm-hmm. them as well, and I think. So United in their own right's grown, but I think the fact that they've got the partnership with Virgin Australia yeah. also helps. So that's perfect for then connecting onwards, like you said, whether it's Tasmania, yeah. Adelaide. and Yeah. It's another option other than going somewhere else in the country. Exactly. We'd rather suck traffic right <laughs> through here than, than lose people through other ports. Um, and the other thing is a lot of our other airline customers have also returned to pre-COVID um, levels, so pretty strong return. Um, on the domestic front, Bonza starting in the new year, we, we, we think, early in the new year. Rex is a four-based aircraft here at Melbourne Airport, which it hasn't had previously. Uh, and Virgin, even though headquarters is in Brisbane, actually has more sea capacity out of uh, uh, Melbourne. So really, really important. Well, Rex's growth has been huge with the 737s. I mean, all through the years, you'll see those little propeller planes. Ex- and now you see the 737s. Yeah, and, you know, they're doing things like Canberra and Sydney and Brisbane and Adelaide <laughs> and the Gold Coast, in fact. Uh, so, yeah, and, and um, you know, a lot of people have commented on their on-time performance and, uh, uh, and that sort of thing. So I think a lot of people are, are trying them out as well. Um, in terms of the uh, airport, we're doing a lot of upgrades that were paused during COVID when there was zero revenue coming into the business. So that includes all the retail area in Terminal 1 where Qantas operates out of. We're uh, doing a major uh, security upgrade project for the baggage and the baggage system for international. So the next three years is going to be quite busy with lots of hoarding and lots of works uh, taking place. Um, third runway I've already mentioned, uh, the government um, airport rail link is very well publicised and, of course, we're spending a fair bit of money on upgrading the roads as well. So I think that's sort of it in a, a summary around runway and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So happy to hand over to to you. Perfect. Um, it's all very interesting. I, I feel like um, being from Melbourne myself, hearing what you have to say, 
not that everything else isn't as interesting, but it's like there's that inner part oh, of me yeah. that is always, whether I was into aviation or not, I think learning about your own city and like what's yeah, to come is, is great. Um, I've had a couple questions yeah, somewhere around away. like Bonza, uh, but the first one I think, and I, I always find this very interesting to put forward to and how you sort of mentioned that the, the company and the business during the pandemic, it sort of all just plummeted. So how is an airport where something can change seemingly overnight? How do you guys deal with that? Um, is there strategies you put in place? Obviously, you've got communications with the airlines. Yeah. Um, yeah, how does Look, that work? I, I, so going into the COVID period, and, and sorry, one thing that I should clarify. So I've been with Melbourne Airport since Jan of this year. Okay. During the COVID period, I was up in Brisbane in mm-hmm. a similar sort of role. Well, but then it's, it's, well. it's much much the same. So, yeah. look, it, it was a really interesting period, and I think uh, sometime between Feb 2020 uh, and April 2020, um, a lot of us were sort of seeing borders shut, seeing the outbreak. It almost seemed like a bad movie, but uh, or a nightmare, but it wasn't going to last forever. And I think a lot of us sort of took out. Um, the recovery charts of uh, SARS back in the mid 2000s and said, "Look, this will be three to six months." Mm-hmm. So I don't think anyone um, realised how serious it was going to be. I think it was probably around June, July, uh, 2020. But during that time, we were still sort of uh, reducing unnecessary spend. Um, in some cases, uh, closing down concourses, mm-hmm. given that there was not much flying taking place. Domestic borders were, were, were shut down, which no one had ever uh, anticipated. The, the country was almost split off. Yeah. While it was a country, yeah. you were locked almost in your state. You couldn't get to the other side. Well, so I, I think I think in the two years of, uh, of COVID, I think we had 14 rescheduled flights from Brisbane down to Melbourne to, to see family where you'd book it and then a week before you are due to fly, there was either a spike in cases or something going on and then, then you'd be... Um, you can take that if you want. Um, yeah, there'd be a spike in cases and you'd be locked down again. You're like, here we go again. Um, but I think by around June, July, everyone went into um, preservation mode, mm-hmm. had to make some really tough decisions around um, uh, workforce size, what was um, what what was essential and what wasn't. And it was a, a, a really tough time in the industry because... Uh, you know, most airports in Australia probably have anywhere between 300 and 500 staff, mm-hmm. uh, and I think probably on average there was a reduction of 20%. So uh, it, it was tough. It was probably just as tough for the airlines, letting go staff or, or standing them down. Um, and I think towards the, the end it turned into frustration because it was that many false starts where we thought we were yeah. clear. Even domestic, I think everyone was just hanging on to hope of uh, domestic opening up, and it wasn't really until December of last year. Um, after the Sydney lockdowns that things started to get back to normal. So, yeah, tough. I think it's uh, you made an interesting point regarding preserving, and I, th- I think you could definitely apply that to everyday life. If you're in a situation where something is going on, um, as an example, you may have lost your own job, you go into that preservation mode. Yeah. And that happens with a company as yeah, well. Yeah. In a situation where you're in like a pandemic, yeah. you've really got to look at look where our cost's going, Totally. Um, I think what's really important, though, and um, what what it's done for a lot of businesses, it uh, I think highlighted spending that you wouldn't normally consider, but because the microscope was over everything, you've identified efficiencies. I think it demonstrated great partnership and collaboration because no one had income coming in 
in the aviation world. So we really had to work to, together in that space. So, uh, so I think there was some some plus sides to come out of it. Definitely, if there were. Yeah. So uh, something else I had was Bonza. I've managed to speak to their CEO, and he talked a little bit about Melbourne and how it was going to be very important for yeah. their base. Um, obviously, they're a new airline, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously coming into Melbourne Airport with quite an important base out of there when they then they do eventually get that approval. Yeah. So I was just curious to know how you communicate with a new airline, i.e. Bonza, um, regarding potentially allowing them into the airport. Obviously, it's quite a new arrival, yeah, yeah. Um, an Australian airline as well. So what is that process? I'm sh- I heard uh, Tim Jordan said something about the, the proposals he'll send forward, he'll communicate with all the airlines, gauge interest, and yeah. then you'll come back and say... Look, we're interested, but I was wondering from an airport standpoint if yeah. you could go a little bit more into yeah, that. Yeah, no, sort that's of works. that's a good question. So, I mean, Bonza uh, ran a fairly public um, process in terms of uh, uh, attracting the base. And in fact, I might get Michael to come over because he, I, I can't, he, that happened before I got here. Okay. Hey, Mike. I thought you might. So Dan's nice from DJ you, Aviation, who's on Twitter and that sort of thing. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Do you see it as well? Follow you. Yeah, yeah there yeah, you go. I told you. you. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, you're in Canada. I see you in Canada a lot. Next week I'm going there. Oh, actually. Flying via Sydney. Yeah. So you know who on it's AC. Melbourne uh, next week, but normally yeah. AC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But next week it's United. I did, I did have a drive, drive Trevor when, when <laughs> it, was, it was mentioned. Well, it's in our footage here as yeah, well, so we're reminding Trevor every day that. You know, I mentioned to him as well that going through Sydney, a bunch of the people on my transfer bus were from Melbourne right. and even saying to themselves, oh, I've got to go up to Sydney and yeah. do a, a, a transfer on a train or something. Yeah. So, And how was that transfer experience out of interest? Is it landside now? It's not airside anymore, is it? It's I don't really know what it is, to be honest. Yeah. To, give, yeah. to give, be perfectly honest, it was not too bad. Uh, I came back in early September, but earlier in the year, it was a complete disaster. Right. Everyone was missing their flights, yes. which is why everyone was so annoyed that they yeah. were making Had all these connections. Through. Like, I think everyone that was coming back from Canada, no one was actually really staying in Sydney. Yes. They were going, whether it's Adelaide, whether it's Melbourne, yeah. whether it's down to Tasmania. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a nightmare. Everyone's missing their flights, and then knock-on effect, Qantas has to reschedule everyone. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, at that point, with the shortages, you only have one person behind the desk. Yeah, yeah of course. And you're 200 up. coming off an international yeah. flight. Yeah. So, yeah. it's a bit of a... I'm happy I don't have to do that next week. So, so Dan's question was around Bonzo and, you know, how they ran a pretty public uh, sort of campaign around um, support and that sort of thing and how we fit in the new airline. Yeah. My re- response was going to be there's two parts. There's... Um, you need to be efficient and provide support as we do to any growth yeah. in, in our business. Yeah. But also, the market's the market. I mean, you know, we're a big city that's going to drive. Yeah. So it's not always about uh, um, uh, incentives and that. And that yeah. washes out after a while. But he was asking about the process run, and I said, yeah. Michael was the one that ran it, yeah. not me. So if you want yeah. to speak to it. So, I, I mean, I He's think, recording, by the way, so... Yeah. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> Just for myself. To I, like, yeah, that's yeah. Fine. So I think the process in terms of, you know, we're going to work with airports... You support us from a financial incentive perspective. I think that was more regional based than it was looking at the endpoint because I think a lot of what Bonds' network they've looked at in Melbourne is about the ability to bring people from the regions into Melbourne. Mm-hmm. So for Melbourne the things we had to get right was providing them with the infrastructure in an efficient way and giving them a sense in terms of what's the near term kind of ability to be able to accommodate that. So 
that was very much what Bonza looked at. And I think the appeal of Melbourne to them was, as I said, the ability to bring people in for, you know, our weekend events, yeah. calendars, the sporting events, etc. So it's Especially back. with their network being markets that you wouldn't typically have yeah, co- the best towns, connections to, yeah, it bring people in. So. Exactly, exactly. Definitely. So they're the couple of things that we really focused on and worked on with Bonza. Mm-hmm. And we're in a very fortunate situation that Terminal 4 is obviously configured in a way that there's a common use facility. Tiger, so we tiger, can, yeah, tiger. Former tiger area. Mm-hmm. So um, we have some uh, some kind of automation um, capabilities that can accommodate them. Yeah. We've got a centralised security screening area. So for them, a lot of the things that they would need in place at an airport was already The efficiency kind of was already there. Was there. Correct. Yeah. And there was probably some space, I assume, yeah, as well, exactly. with the Tiger Air. And although we've seen Rex a little bit. With yeah, it, yeah but and still, they're operating the same terminal. Yeah. yeah. And there's yeah. those stands as well I've sometimes yeah, seen. Yeah, I used to doing bump out. Yeah, yeah, the remote correct. stands where you can you can use them to, yeah. I guess, yeah. depending on space and such. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, for Bonza, the experience at Melbourne's going to be pretty, pretty premium. Hard to, yeah, it yeah. is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and ready to go. I mean, that's the... You know, I mean, I guess they're bringing in a new aircraft type that domestically we haven't quite seen yet, but will soon be common across Australia with the Max. It's almost like the change of the guard. Season, so. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Well, thank you very much. It was no lovely. Oh, yeah, yeah, lovely to yeah. meet you too. Oh, sorry, was there, yeah, let's keep going. Sorry, like two, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people will ask you about the progress on the expansion. Um, you can, if you're going down some of the outskirt roads, you'll be able to see little things popping up. One of the biggest things I think recently has been that airport rail link. So I thought I would focus on that and say, once introduced, when it is done, how do you think that will benefit connectivity around Melbourne Airport and make it as a, an appealing destination, even more so yeah. for people to come into and just simply hop on a train and be able to get to the city in, say, 30 yeah, minutes? Yeah, absolutely. I think... Um uh, yeah, the, the, the airport rail uh, will ultimately serve two, two purposes. I think, uh, well, perhaps three market segments. It'll be uh, domestic and international tourists that have the option, particularly if they're staying in the city, mm-hmm. of getting the train to the city. I think it will serve um, uh, Victorians that um, prefer public transport uh, over other modes of transport to get to the airport. And I think the third one is for workers that c- can be connecting over Southern Cross into the uh, uh, into the airport, so I think it's 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 a um, it's a, a project that needs to to happen, um, and yeah, it will benefit many of the, the market segments massively. Yeah. And also with Southern Cross, you've got the V line services. Absolutely, well, they're going further out. It just makes it a lot easier. Absolutely. And uh, I don't want to keep you too much longer. No, no, that's all right. But the final question is actually around one market that's definitely been a lot slower, and I'm sure you know that's the the Chinese one yeah, yeah. with their zero COVID. Um, the restrictions have continued. I feel as if other markets have relaxed. They've sort of Definitely. just not come back. How does that impact Melbourne Airport's recovery internationally? Because as as you've said, that it's continued to grow recovery, but there's always going to be that slice missing because you can't yeah. garner that market back. Look, um, and what's interesting is not just Melbourne that's been impacted. Every airport in Australia uh, Almost is, 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 well. is the same and, and world, 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 worldwide. Uh, I think pre-COVID, the China market accounted for about 11 or 12 percent of our passenger movements mm-hmm. um, about half of those were visiting friends and relatives so our view is it's a case of when not if the market um, comes back uh, and we think um, sometime by mid 2023 is probably when things will start to 
to relax. The winter will be over in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, so, yeah, we, we're quietly confident that, that the market um, will, will come back. The speed of recovery... Uh, the shape of recovery, the mix is going to be um, a little bit unknown, uh, but yeah, we're we're sure that it will will happen. I think uh, I think the demand for VFR travel has proven itself in the last twelve months, mm-hmm. and the China market is not going to be any different. I think it's always hard to determine um, just how quickly it will rebound. I mean, we predicted with domestic and international that it'll probably take longer than it has, and I think as uh, mentioned in a couple of conferences during this event that trust that the borders won't stay yeah. shut again. Um, people may be concerned initially. You need a bit of breathing time to understand yeah. that they're not going to pivot back. It's really interesting. I, th- I think, uh, and I often say this, you know, we're, we're in November at the moment. Mm-hmm. It was only sort of January, February that we were handling the... Uh, see you guys. Thank you. We were handling the um, Omicron outbreak. By April, we're at 90% demand. So that I think... Everyone's forgotten that we were saying it was going to be a three-year recovery and then all of a sudden it seems like it's taking forever. I, I think we're actually ahead of the curve. Um, so, I, and for, for international, I still think that it will take probably, uh, you know, till 23, 24. Who are you off to? I'm trying to get this in the bag. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be 23, 24 before it all come, like, comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it might come with different mix and, and markets and that sort of thing, but that's okay. Anything yeah. is better than no, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially after the past couple of years, absolutely. Yeah, that's really all I had. Cool. I just want to say thank you so much. No, no worries at all. Down. Do you have a card at all? By yeah, I do. So I can send you an email. Yeah, where... sure. I did. Thank you for being so welcoming and having me. Thank you go. very much. I really appreciate it. No worries. Take care. Lovely to meet you. Safe travels. Thank you very much. No worries. You'll find analytically driven coverage of the industry, which aims to answer your most burning questions. But for now, we're next in line for takeoff. So I'll pass you over to our host for today's proceedings, Dan. Dan.